First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey everyone, welcome back to Hot Messy Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Newell, and well, today there is no Jason. But fear not, when we're missing a Jason Barrett, we will fill him in with a Janet Barrett. Yes, that's what we're doing, guys. Today we are here with Jason's mom, Janet. But before we jump into a fun conversation where she's going to spill all of the tea on Jason, how was it like raising this fine specimen of a human? Well. Before we get into all of that, you guys know what to do. Wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, make sure to go give it a listen while you're already doing that. Drop a rating, a review, all of the things in between. And with that, I guess let's jump right in with Janet. Hi, Janet. (laughs) Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm loving it. I'm not in the snow and I'm down here where it's warmer. Yes. Well, Janet, you've been down here for... I guess six days now. You got here on Wednesday. We've been spending the holidays together. Are you having a good time? I'm having a great time. I'm so excited because, I mean, I feel like this whole time we've kept you so busy. I mean, from malls to my aunt and uncle's house (laughs) to white elephant parties to the beach. Have we gone to the beach? Yes, we did. Oh my gosh. I can't keep up. Like, I feel like every single day we have you doing something different. Yeah, but that's what makes it so great. Yeah. I Do you think like every time you come down here, is it just like you know you're going to be doing 500 million things? Yes, but I also know it's going to be pretty relaxing. You have kind of a relaxing voice on this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's good. It's good. I've been, guys, I've been like... So at the White Elephant Party, there's something, there's like a game called Left, Right, and Center, and you bring scratch-offs and... I lose all the time at this game. But Janet won legit, I think, like 
$61 scratch-offs and I've been scratching away, but I think I was the wrong person because I think I've won in 60 scratch-offs for Janet, like 10 bucks, but that was a perk, a plus. $10 more than I came with. Yes, $10 more than you came with. Exactly. And also funny enough, guys, so Janet, for all of you who are in snowstorms right now in New York or anywhere, I mean, anywhere except for California, obviously, I think. I mean, I don't want to say obviously and sound stupid, but we had to change Janet's flight. Janet was supposed to fly in on Thursday. We switched it to Wednesday. And when we changed her flight, she ended up getting first class ticket, which I'm so jealous of because I've never flown first class in my life. And Janet, let's take it from the top. How was that? It was great, man. You had breakfast. You got to sit in the best seats. It was amazing. Did you have a mimosa? Um, No. Thought about it, but I did not. Hmm. I think I would have taken advantage of that. Okay. (laughs) And now that we have you here too, I wanted to ask you because I have been with your son for nine years and officially married, which is crazy. I am so excited. It's about time. (laughs) Really? Yes. I, when I first met you, I didn't think that like, I, do you remember the first time we met? Yes, I do. Jason and I just came in from Thailand and then we flew to LA picked up my car and we were with Martha and then we showed up to your house. I think it was like two o'clock in the morning and you came down. Bob came down, Jason's dad and Jason's brother, Josh came down and I remember meeting you and hugging you. And Jason was like, there are Mormon. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I thought like you turned butter or something. I didn't know. I thought you guys had the headpieces. And legit, it was just total ignorance on my part, but I had no idea what to expect. And I remember meeting you and being like, I don't know if this woman likes me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved you. You were just, you're just the kind of a person that everybody kind of gravitates to. You don't have to say that for the podcast. No, like I'm not. I, I liked you immediately where I haven't liked some of the other people in the past. So. Jason's exes. Let's That's talk right. about that for a second. <laughs> so in the past, Jason has had, um, he doesn't have like a roster. Right? He had no, not at all. Just one person you met, right? Right. We're gonna call him douchebag. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. What didn't we like about douchebag? He was just full of himself and he ego. didn't seem to yeah, he had a big ego. Um he didn't seem to care for my son as much as you do. Very opportunistic too, I heard. Very, absolutely. It was all about him. Didn't he also end up dating, like, after Jason, like, some 70-year-old guy? Yeah, I heard he moved in with him. Like some big Broadway attorney. That's what I'd heard. Mm. You'd be interesting to grill on, like, a jury stand or something. Or is it a jury stand or a judicial, whatever it is. Like, it would be fun because I feel like you're very, like, correct with your answers. We're going to break down these barriers, guys. Don't worry. So, let's get the, the skinny on Jason Allen. Barrett. What was he like growing up as a kid? He was the only grandchild on both sides. So he was maybe a little bit spoiled. <laughs> I can <laughs> but see you that. know what? He was very um he would run all of his friends crazy and move on to the next friends. He always had a lot of energy. He was a perfectionist. He he loved sports. He loved anything where he was busy. He loved animals. He loved having a brother and a sister. 
Did he know he had a sister? No, not for a long time. It probably was not until he was way later in life. Oh. I mean, he always knew there was a sister. He just didn't ever get to meet her till then. Yeah. He, I had a picture and I showed it to both of my children. Oh, wow. So you're always like super open about that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I remember getting, we were at a friend, our friend Gelsey's ex, um, Philip. We were at his Broadway show, off Broadway or something like that. I don't, it definitely wasn't on Broadway. I think it was off. Anyways, you were blowing up his phone. And I think Josh was also blowing up his phone. And it was like 50 missed calls. That's an exaggeration for sure. But like a bunch of missed messages. And it was like, she found us. And I was like, what? Who found you? And then come to find out she lived in the building like right behind us. I'm like, I know, what? That was amazing. In New York City, that was super wild. And I didn't even... I mean, I never knew that Jason even had a sister growing up. And what I wanted to ask you too is, you've met all of my brothers and sisters. You've met Drew, right? Drew's the only one I haven't met. Oh, okay. So you've met most of my brothers and sisters. And we're also different. What are the main differences between Jason and his brother, Josh? Oh, wow. I mean, they're both smart asses for sure. That's true. I yeah. Sarcasm is a love language in our family. Yes, that's true. Um, I don't know. I, I, they're both very different, but I can't tell you exactly why they're different. Yeah. Um, Jason's very outgoing, and um, I think Josh is a little more cautious. Like introverted. To a certain extent, I mean. I was about to say, he's not very introverted. He's kind of, no, I mean, he's, he's outgoing. Yeah. He just has to be yeah, comfortable. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both shady. <laughs> very shady. Like, they're not the ones to really piss off because they're going to delete. Like, if you go at them, what I've learned about Jason and Josh, for those who are listening, Josh is Jason's brother. They're both quick. So yeah. like if you sit there and you talk shit or you say something or you get like a little sassy pants with them, they come back at you full force. Like it's not, there's no delay. They're just like... And they're quick. ready. They've got yeah. lines. They're definitely, yep. Yeah, they stay on ready. Now, <laughs> Jason had this entire career with Cirque du Soleil and he, from our conversations, he was not like a big lover of school. Um, he knew what he wanted to do at an early age and then he got like thrust into it with the opportunities with Cirque du Soleil and all of that. How did this even happen? Like, were you in gymnastics? How did, like, where did this start? And no, my husband was very athletic, but his was baseball. Um, what we did is when we raised our children, we gave them the opportunity to try anything they wanted from like soccer, t-ball, dance, art school, gymnastics. My, um, Dad actually thought Jason would do well in gymnastics. And my parents were very supportive of him and actually helped us out when he went in there. And my mom was pretty much pushing it. And when it came time to try out or go to any of the events that he had, she was the first one there. And she took him down to Florida to try out the very first time. Didn't they do that behind your back? Of course they did. <laughs> a lot of things happened behind my back. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did that. By, and Jason was telling me, like, he's like, I would go to his schedule for like a little guy when he was young. He was busy. It was like, wake up in the morning, 
and it would be school. And then from school, he would spend the rest of his entire day in the gym. And then he would come home and then he would just redo it all over again. But he said that he like lived in this gym. Yeah, he was there at least five days a week. When he was... Was Josh, his brother, was he better in school? Did he like school or no? No, but I think because he was more into theater arts, there was at least something at school that he enjoyed. I think both of them were extremely smart. I just think they were bored with school. Do you know, I feel like... No, I'm not giving myself that much credit. I I don't feel like I just I hated school, but something you shouldn't hate school. But I get it for like I get both sides of it too. I get where Josh would be like, oh, okay, well I have the theater community, so there's something at least for me to go there for. And Jason, I think, was just like, I want to get to the gym, right? And then and also Jason was going through a bit when he was a teenager because my husband got cancer. Yeah. So that was kind of hard and we switched schools a couple times. So what was the most trouble? Did you ever, do you recall like a moment where Jason was in school where you got a phone call and you're like, geez, like shit, this is Jason's school. Um, no, I think Bob handled most of that because I was working and he was home more. I do remember the most disturbing one was that um, he had gone down to Atlanta for a gymnastics meet and he flew back and um, a kid at school lit his coat on fire. And that ticked me off a lot. Why did the kid light his coat on fire? Um, I have no idea. Still don't know to this day, but I had to come up with a receipt so that they could do it. And this was all before Columbine, because now I think it would be a whole different thing. Yeah, I had, there was, um, not to make this about me or anything, and this isn't my story, but my brother Aaron, there was some girl who said, my dad went to school with your mom and said that she's a, and then said a B, the B word. Oh, and geez. they were, I think they were in middle school. And I don't know what my brother was doing with a lighter in middle school or what, but he lit her her backpack on fire. Wow. And he got suspended <laughs> from school. And I'm like, how the hell does this happen? But were, were there ever moments like, I think well, personally, I was like a pretty, I mean, I was not a good kid. I had like, I hated my stepmom. I was just like anything that I could do to get out and get in trouble. But Jason had like focus. He was like, Jim, Jim, Jim. But w- were there not moments where you got calls where it was like, oh, well, I'd get we calls that would say, oh, he's not at school. Um, we don't know where he is. Well, there was a sighting of him somewhere because my husband had called him out. And this is when he had cancer at the beginning. And my husband went up and he was there. So I don't know. I just felt like there might have been problems with maybe the principal that he didn't get along with because, like, we didn't call him out unless he was really gone. Did he do things that, you know, I didn't always know about? Sure. I remember there were times he went out with a couple of friends and put um, bathroom toilets in someone's yard, um, maybe put what? some uh, put some chocolate on someone's car and saran wrapped it. There were a few things that he did as a kid, but I didn't always know about him until after the fact. So he was like a little prankster. It wasn't like malicious. Oh, no. No, it was never malicious. Oh, see, I think mine was always malicious. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And then as Jason grew up, obviously we know that after school, he was offered a big opportunity with Cirque du Soleil. And then eventually he ended up, you know, creating his own show with um, 
a few people. And I thought that that was like pretty incredible. If you hear the story, it's Jason's story to tell. But we have posters everywhere. And I <laughs> am reminded it when I'm sitting on here and I'm like, I have to do YouTube. Jason's like, great. That requires no talent. Try having a talent. If you had a talent, you would know what it's like. And I'm like, here we go. But he's right. I mean, it's honestly like he had an actual talent that took a lot of... I mean, he ripped his Achilles like 500 times. But when you saw him for the first time performing at Cirque. Do you remember that? Yes, it was incredible. Who was with I, you? I just, probably the entire family, because whenever he would open at a new city, we all tried to go, my husband, my son, and I. We would actually go to every opening we could. What about grandma? Grandma came a couple times, but mostly it was like the three of us. What did she say the first time? So for you guys who don't know, Janet's mom... Um, unfortunately passed, but she was the funny, she, <laughs> the shadiness and the the quick wit that is, I feel like that's where it starts. It starts at the top and she <laughs> was so funny and she was so quick and she, I just, ah, uh, we love her. And she loved always like, I remember sitting there the first time that I met her, it was in Chicago, it was at Jackie's house and she would talk to Jason and they sat down and they were talking about Cirque and some of the old times. And I was like, this is so wild. Like, she's such a big supporter. She's always been a big supporter. He was like her favorite grandchild, whether she'll admit it or not. And he was also the first. So she was very supportive, even in school. That's why at one point when Bob had cancer, she let him come live at her house, change schools. I mean, she took him down to his very first um, tryout for Cirque. Um she would love to come to cities. We tried very hard to always make sure that she was included. She was at every, almost every single gymnastics meet. And yes, we did take her. In fact, at one point, we think we might have taken Bob's mother to one of the shows too. Did did either of them, like anyone outside of the, when I say immediate family, I mean like you, Bob and Josh, but did anyone else ever make it like out of the country when Jason traveled with Cirque? Yep, Jackie, his favorite cousin. She was kind oh. of four years behind Jason, and then another four years would be Josh's turn. But she went with him to Japan, Philadelphia. She was all over the place, but she was just part of our family and traveled. She went on some of our family vacations. She's always been very supportive, and he's been very supportive of her. Nice. And I have to ask you, because I feel like I have limited time with you. So I want to just pick your brain and I'm going to make you, I want to put you in like these uncomfortable conversation situations. And in doing so, I remember the first time that I met you and I hadn't told that it was within two, three days, like time span of the first time that Jason met my parents. And when Jason met my parents, I introduced him as my roommate because I was so afraid to tell them like, I don't like girls. Sorry, guys. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to say. And my mom had the biggest crush on Jason. But you knew, like, Jason kept you in the loop on everything. Yes. But when was that moment that Jason actually said, and how did that play out? Like, hey, mom, I'm not coming home with the wife. Well, I had met several of the people he had gone out with. Um... Several? How many were there? <laughs> and... It, it was a, 
I should have known. I think Josh knew before I did, but he actually sent me an email that was kind of to me, it took a while and it was a little cryptic. So when I was talking to him, he actually handed the phone to Josh to explain everything to me. And then I waited several months before I told my husband. But all I want is for my children to be happy. I don't care who they're happy with as long as they're happy. That's what you want in life is for them to be a happy person. It starts off like healthy and then happy. So yeah, you just want to make absolutely. sure your kid comes out with like all the toes and whatnot. And then it's like mm-hmm. a healthy kid and then you want it to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're walk, walking through your kids' lives, all you want for them to do is find what makes them happy. Whatever it is in their career, whatever it takes, that's what you want. That's your ultimate goal as a parent is to make sure your kids are taken care of and that they're loved. Nice. I like that. So we in the he sent the email to you, but not to his dad, Bob? No. I think, think he, was he was more afraid. Yeah. I think he was more afraid of disappointing him. And we weren't disappointed, but I kept waiting for Jason to tell his dad. And since he didn't, I just went ahead and told him. And I think he was very supportive of both of you. And he really liked you. He did oh, not particularly Bob. like douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Douche- <laughs> I remember this is a funny story that I've never told on here, but the first time that I met Jason's parents, I snuck out that morning and I was trying to get donuts for everybody and nobody was awake. And I just, obviously we're in the age of the iPhone. So Google maps donuts and there was a Krispy Kreme by their house, right? It was yes. a Krispy Kreme. Yeah. So I ended up going and I came back with like two, three dozen donuts, something like that. And sat down at the table. This was the first morning that I actually got to have a conversation with Bob. And Bob comes down and he goes, Krispy Kreme. And I was like, yeah, take a donut. And he's like, I really only prefer like duck donuts or something like that. (laughs) Well, those had just come into existence in his life. So I was like, he hates me. But then we had so many fun conversations. And there was another time that Bob and I and you... I think we all bonded and it was when Jason and I were leaving New York and we were going to LA and Jason had to stay an extra night to close up and give the keys. And I think it was me, Elle, you, Bob, Josh, and Josh's um, friend at the time. And we were playing, I forgot. Do you remember that game that we used to play around the table? Oh, yes. Oh, I, I forgot what it, it right was now. called. I forgot, but we were just sitting there and Bob and I were talking so much shit and it was so funny. And then we showed up with the U-Haul and when we did, we opened the U-Haul door and jo- or Josh, um, Bob looked at it and he's like, unpack the entire, take it all out, take it out and we're going to repack it. And I was like, take it out? We just spent the whole time like packing this big bench. Like, what do you mean take it out? And then when we repacked it, we had like another four feet of space and I'm like, I don't know how he did that, but I was so happy that he did. And then there was, I mean, there were a few times, there were a few times where I would sit there and I would talk to Bob. And I remember he would always like give like a look with like the eye rolls and stuff. And him yeah, and he Jason, was famous for those. <laughs> yeah. The eye rolls and him and Jason love to give each other shit. Like they love to mess with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Jason. Okay. So my next question for you is when it comes to, if you, if I talk to my mom and I'm like, mom, which one of your sons, cause there's three of us and you have three kids, which one was like the biggest pain in the ass? She'll always say, she's like growing up, it was your brother, Aaron, but now it's honestly, it's you. 
And I'm like, oh, thanks, mom. I really appreciate that. <laughs> but if you had to say, and you don't have to name one of your other kids, but was Jason ever the big pain in the ass growing up or as an adult? Like, did he ever hit that mark? Jason was a lot of work. Let's put it that way. Was it just the and, high energy? Yeah, he had a lot of energy. He had a lot of things going on. We planned a lot of things around him. Um, Josh was probably my easiest child. <laughs> was Jason like, I need to have it my way? No, not so much. But, you know, he was just involved in so many things. And we centered everything around that at one point because there was an age gap between him and Josh. And I think Jason didn't take it well when his dad had cancer. So he wasn't around all the time and he wanted to move away from that. So, yeah, that was hard. It was for him. Whereas Josh was very supportive, hung in there with his dad. It, it, and it takes a while when you're a teenager, you react differently than when you're in elementary school. Yeah. No, I can see that. And then, when Jason ended up leaving Cirque, do you remember that moment where he told you, like, I'm out, I'm going to do something different with my life? Yes. And I was, like, worried, like, where is he going? Yeah, what is he? Because it's almost like somebody who goes into the military and they become, like, a, a sniper. How do you reintegrate into the world and, and back into, like, let's say the United States, because we're in the U.S. But how do you reintegrate back into like society when you've spent so much time with this one skill that you can't just like go apply to Walmart and say, yes, I'm a skilled Marine sniper. It's like, what? And then for Jason, he was a gymnast and an acrobat. So, Well, he also had two other aspirations he had in life. And one was to do real estate like his father. And the other one was to work in restaurants. And I'm not sure where that came from, but he at least did both of them at one point. I know he's actually said so. The funny thing is, guys, for those of you who don't know, Jason and I did real estate in LA together, and we had the worst person ever that we could have had for a client so bad that it just like scared us away from ever doing real estate again. She would, the first time we met her, I don't know if we ever told you this, Janet, but we met her. I got a call. And she was, I was doing an open house and she's like, I want to see the house, but I'm right down the street. I can't make it today. Can you text me photos? And I was like, Oh, that's a weird request. Sure, I'll text you photos. I mean, you can just go on the MLS and look at it or Zillow or whatever. So I texted her photos and she's like, I'm looking for something in the area. Can you find it? I said, Okay, let's see. So I started looking up places and she showed up to meet me and Jason. And Jason's like, This is our first client. I'm so excited. She gets out of the car. Her eyelashes are like down, one's down to her chin, the other one's like up on her forehead. And then she vomits all over the ground in front of us and then wipes her mouth and shakes Jason's hand. <laughs> oh, jeez! I was like, oh my God, this is real estate. And then we ended up going through the whole transaction with her, but it was just the worst situation ever. And we're like, this is not what we actually thought it would be. But Jason, I don't know if you know this one either, but Jason dated one of the famous million dollar listing guys. A long time ago, his name was Madison. And um, I do he, remember that. Yeah, he was super successful. Like Madison sold millions and millions of dollars. Also right. a douchebag, I think, but <laughs> I wasn't the one dating him. So I don't know. And then I remember when Jason said to me, he's like, you know what? I have a dream of opening up a restaurant. And I'm like, why the hell would you want to do that? Like we've worked in so many, well, I've worked in so many restaurants. Jason just started working in the restaurants when we got together. 
But I was like, why would you want to work in a restaurant? Like they, it's like, what? Because he likes to manage things. He's a perfectionist. So to be able to set things up like he helped when you guys were decorating Trump and, and he knows how to make things work. He's a good manager. I think sometimes he low-key misses working for Lisa Vanderpump. I'm sure. (laughs) But I also think that they had like a special bond that I didn't have with her. But I also wasn't managing her restaurant. So I feel like he was a little bit closer to her. True. Yeah. When out of all of the places, because when Jason and I met, we met in L.A., and we left L.A., moved to Thailand for five months, moved to New York, back to L.A., and down to Florida. Did you ever expect your son to move to Florida? No, but I know it was in the back of his mind, (laughs) especially when he was in California, that he would thought Florida would be a good fit. And actually, I think it has been for you guys. Do you think that we'll stay here? Um, yeah, I think you will. And if, if you do move somewhere else, I think you'll always keep a place here because you have family here. That's true. That was one of the reasons I was trying to avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the reasons why I was like, Jason, there's no way in hell we're going back there. And he's like, no, it's okay. Your family's great. Now it's like every weekend my dad's calling me and he's like, son, I don't know where the you are but you need to come up here come to orlando and you need to spend thanksgiving with us and i'm like dad the last three thanksgivings in a row somebody's got punched in the face like i don't want to be the one who gets punched in the face yeah but you had a good experience this year so yeah that's true things can change and we had it so far so good on like the christmas holidays and like the tonight we're about to go by the way another fun tradition that janet and bob had um I don't, I think this was a tradition. Was it every year that you would go to Honey Baked Ham or no? Yeah, we, Bob really liked ham versus turkey. So we would always try and do that on the holidays. Yeah. And this is my first year. So last night we went to go see Pops. Yes, guys, Janet knows Pops. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And Pops, by the way, Pops, because I told you guys our strip club story for Christmas, Pops got a box of $51 bills which is kind of funny, but then he took it very serious because last night he looked at me and he's like, so when are we going to the strip club? And I was like, no, this is a one and done. (laughs) We're not. He's like, that one, Brooke, she was trying to come home with me. And I said, not today. And I was like, oh, I'm sure that's how that went. And I said, I also heard that you told mom that Jason and I instigated you at the strip club. And he's like, hmm, I don't remember saying that. I'm like, I'm sure you don't because I'm calling you out about it. But Pops is an interesting character and we love Pops. But Yeah, he's fun. Yeah. But we ended up for Christmas having Chinese food because I think my aunt and my uncle didn't realize that everything's closed on Christmas. So we had this honey baked ham situation where you can go buy a meal. We have inside of our fridge right now a double cheddar mac and cheese, baked mac and cheese. We have green bean casserole, which I've never tried a green bean in my life. Um, Potato au gratin. What else do we have? We have the rolls. Stuffing. Oh, stuffing. yes. Cornbread stuffing and a six pound ham. I think it's six pounds. But we have like a little ham and we didn't make it last night. So we're going to make it tonight and I'm going to keep you guys posted. But I'm so excited because Jason would always tell me how much his dad and mom loved this company. And then we were driving past and there's actually one like right in our little shopping plaza. And the only thing I didn't know or realize or I underestimated was the fact that if you don't get your ass in line... And get ready, like, first thing in the morning. You're sitting in a line for, like... Hours. Yeah. 
Like I couldn't even imagine in like a big city. We're in Palm Beach County. Like here it's probably chill, but can you imagine in like New York or something? It would be terrible. Yeah, I've waited in line a few times. Oh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland, chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. So now that your son is 39 years old, that sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> How old is Elle? Oh, goodness. She's in her yeah, early 40s, like what, 42? Something like that, yeah. yeah. She's going to kill me that I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, if you ask my mom how old I am right now, she's probably going to tell you 24, 25. And I'm like, mom, you always think you, so, you keep me so young, mom. And I love you for that. But no, it's, she always forgets us. And then if you ask my dad my birthday, he always tells you, He's like, my son's birthday is on June 7th. It's 6 7 I'm like, no, it's not. It's 7 6 He's like, well, I might not remember that, but I remember that you were conceived in the back of a Chevy Nova. That's why I always called you little Chevy. I'm like, that's... <laughs> well, I think Elle's 41 and turning 42 this next year. Okay, 41 turning 42. Now, with Jason going into his 40s, what are your hopes? Like, what would you like to see happen in Jason's life over the next five years? Because you always said, I remember you and I like argued about this in New York and I was sassy pants with you too, because you were like, you were like, you should get married or else what's the point of being together? And I was like, I'm never getting married. And you're like, well, you should. And I'm like, well, I'm not. And you're like, well, you should. I'm like, well, I'm not. But now here we are. And on the day that we did it, you ended up coming in town and then Josh and Jason live to tell the story about how I told the justice of the peace. Yes, we get it. We don't need the vows. Life's like a champagne bottle. It starts off like a great time. <laughs> Halfway through, it's it's fun. And then at the end, life goes to shit. Like, we get it. <laughs> and she looked at Jason and she's like, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> but here we are. What would you hope, like, in the next five years? What if Jason called you and said, hey, guess what, mom? You're going to be a grandma. We're having a kid. Would your first thought be like, what kind of dog is it? Or would you think like there <laughs> was an actual thought kid? What kind of a dog was it? Yeah. <laughs> I know he's always wanted kids, but one of the goals I would like for him is A, he got married. He owns the, the you two will have a place that you own. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, I just want you guys to be happy that you'll get to travel together, do things together and be happy. Really and truly, those are the 
ones that I care about. I think and if you have a grandchild, awesome, I'll come help. No, <laughs> I'm sure your mother, I'm sure your mother would too. <laughs> oh, she would probably want to kidnap it. And I would be like, please take it with you. <laughs> take take the kid. I don't see Jason always says he's like for the first like three years, because I don't want to deal with it for the first three years because it just like it defecates on itself. It pees on itself. You open its diaper, it pees on you. It's just, and then it screams and it gives you like a headache. And I always thought like this would be just a challenge and an issue. And Jason always tries to sell it to me like, no, I'll take care of it. I'll do all the work. And now I think about it and I'm like, bullshit. I do the litter box most of the time. Like I feed the dogs in the morning. Jason walks them twice a day. I only walk them once. So that's kind of a perk and a plus. But he does a lot too, but it's still 50-50. And that is not what I signed up for. I signed yeah. up for 100-0. Me, zero, <laughs> well, 100% on him. Nice try. But Jason's really good with kids. Like prior to going to Cirque, after he finished high school and he was deciding whether he was going to go to the Olympics in Greece or if he was going to Cirque du Soleil, he used to coach gymnastics. And he was really good with the kids. I, surprisingly, he he was really amazing with them. And I think he would be an amazing father. I think that, see, he's not the worry that I have because I've seen him with my nephews and nieces and they love him. And they like, he took my nephew to the water park this summer and he loves, loves, loves being around kids. It's not him that I worry about. Selfishly, it's like me because I think I would be like the worst dad ever. But I think it's because like, I really just don't like kids. But everyone always tells me when it's your own kid, it's you like different. it. Yeah. Yes. So like if I and have you my would own, learn like, to love them. I mean, as you're taking care of them, you can't help but not care about them and love them. What if I have postpartum and I don't like it? <laughs> There's pills for that, huh? <laughs> I just get a therapist or saying. No, there's medicine you can take to get. Oh, pills! I thought you said bills. I was like, what? A therapist? Like, what? no. There's pills for that. <laughs> um, okay. So then, Jason told me that he keeps having this dream, and he's having. He's like, I keep having a dream, and we are, we have a son, and our son's name is Sam. And I'm like, where did you pull that name out of? And he's like, that's I have it. No idea. We have a son <laughs> named Sam, and I'm like, if we have a kid, there's only four ways of doing this. Three ways of doing, two ways of doing this. There's either we're going three ways of doing this. Shit. There's we're going to adopt a kid, and I think that you know my mom was adopted, um, your husband was adopted, right? Correct. So yeah, okay. and so was my daughter. She was and adopted. Your, your daughter was adopted, but that like I always thought if I had my own kid, I would like. Does it look like me? What does that look like? And now since neither one of us can get pregnant. You have like the whole system of somebody carrying your kid and we missed the mark because Charlie would always offer it. She's like, I'll be a mom and I'll carry your kid. And I was like, well, that's interesting. But I don't know who's sleeping with Charlie because I can't sleep with Charlie because that scares me um, because I wouldn't sleep with a woman and that makes me nervous. Anyways, this is getting way off track. My whole point is the kid, would you imagine Jason having a kid or us having a kid that would be adopted? Or would you imagine like a little like, old school gap tooth Jason running around. <laughs> I doubt he'd be gap tooth. I mean, I was gap tooth. Yeah. Jason was gap tooth. <laughs> you could have a surrogate carry your child if you want to, and you don't have to sleep with them. <laughs> but it's it's truly up to you. Whatever you guys decide to do, you know, I'm going to support it. 
Would it, wouldn't it be why? I wonder if we can have twins. And see, the thing is, is like... They I run in your family. <laughs> well, no, but what if... I think we can like inject them into the human body where there's like a little mini Jason and a little mini Adam. But Jason always <laughs> says like, he's like, I would want to be a boy dad because I wouldn't want to take my kid to like T-ball and soccer and all of these things. And I'm like, God, that sounds terrible. And he's like... For you, you would be like a girl dad. You'd want to take them shopping. And I was like, you know, I always took that as like a, oh, maybe. But then we just had to go shopping for Christmas and I get really bad anxiety. And I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't want to take her shopping. Like, I think that I would just like hand her, I'd be like, here, take an iPad and like <laughs> learn how to code or some shit. Like do something like effective with your life. Well, you just don't go shopping when it's the night before Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true too. I wonder, yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right, Janet. Well, I've kept you for 37 minutes. Oh, man. In 20 seconds. So you can either take the $37 or go on a second date with me. <laughs> I'll take the second date. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the $37. I was going to be like, that is shady <laughs> as hell. Okay. Well, with that, guys, this is Jason's mom, my now mother-in-law as of this week, Janet Barrett. Is it Barrett or Barrett? I never learned that after nine years. You know, whatever you want to pronounce, go for it. I, How do they you use, pronounce it? Well, I was taught by my in-laws that it was Barrent. You add an A, even though Barrent is what it looks like when you yeah. pronounce it. So I answer to anything. I mean, every time I go to the tanning bed, I say Adam Noel. And they're like, Noel? I'm like, Noel. And they're like, <laughs> how do you spell that? And I'm like, N-E-W-E-L-L. They're like, okay, Mr. Newell. I'm like, I don't know why you're saying my name all funny and shit. <laughs> That's not how you say it. Yeah, well, you can't help that. And you are my favorite son-in-law. Probably hey. my only one, too. Yay. I, it's not probably. I'm the only, I am the first, but maybe not the I mean, listen, you have other kids, so you might have in-laws, more in-laws to it's come. True. You just never know what's going to happen. But with that, Janet, we appreciate the heck out of you. And thank you for joining us for Hot Messy Podcast and spending the holidays with us. Now, I think that... We have some of those like little pan trays to go by so we can put the ham and stuff and recook everything from Honey Baked Ham and Co. And we have some cooking to do. Yes, we do. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Yes. Thanks, Janet. We love you. Love you too. All right. Guys, if you haven't already, make sure that you go and drop us a rating, a review, anywhere you get your podcast. We appreciate the hell out of you. And then, of course, you know that we'll be back with Jason, Jason and myself, this Friday for Hot Messy Podcast. In the meantime, we hope that you guys have a beautiful rest of your week. Let's get ready for 2023 and make this year our... Well, Janet's still on the line, so we're not going to say that word. Bye, guys. Love you. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.